the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've been talking about how to share your faith. This week we will look at a few more tough questions that we need to know how to answer. And then let's start with the, an introduction to the fall feast, which are coming up. God's fall appointed times and see how we can use them to share our faith. Let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you, we praise you. We thank you for the season that we're coming into, and we're just looking forward to how you're going to work in our lives. So pour out your spirit. Let us see many, 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 many Jewish people come to know Yeshua as their Messiah. Let us see, Lord, the, the just your blessings being poured out, your, the power of your spirit being poured out on us as we get ready ready for this special season of appointed times. We thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. So as most of you know, uh, if you need any information from our radio ministry, call Karen at 813-831-5673 or email us at uh, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Um, call Karen. She'll email you the Holy Day calendar if you'd like it. This will allow you to uh, bring your Jewish friends to our special services. Um, so call Karen again at 813-831-5673. I'm a reminder to download the TLV Bible app. Uh, we'll talk about that now. I've done that over the past few weeks, but just... It's, it's a great blessing. And also, uh, we continue to have people going out, sharing their faith two by two, approximately two hours an evening in order to, you know, we want to be intentional about sharing our faith. So let me know if you want to join us. We'll, we'll tell you where we'll be. And, and it's been a blessing. We've met a number of Jewish people and people who have known Jewish people, and we're sharing with... Uh, 
a number of people during the week. So this is a great thing to do. So as you know, the past few weeks, we've been trying to answer questions uh, about uh, that, that come up when we share our faith. And so I've picked three today, and then from there, we'll go to uh, talking about, as I mentioned to you, the High Holy Days and talking about sharing our faith through that. So the first question I picked is, you shouldn't proselytize. Let everyone just believe what they want to believe. Now, before I answer that, uh, just remember the basic premise of how to answer any objection, which is the feel, felt, found system. It will sound differently depending on the question, but the concept remains the same. I understand how you feel. You say that because you want to have commonality. Many people feel the same way or have felt what you have felt, and so that gives credibility to what they've said. Again, more commonality, and yet they have found. So what these people who the person has developed some unity with they have found the following. Okay, so if we answer this question about we shouldn't proselytize, let everyone just believe what they want, I would absolutely agree with this. Uh, We shouldn't try and push our opinions or faith on others. I don't enjoy when people do that to me. But let me ask you, if you received the most amazing gift... Would you want to share it with others? Let's say you won $20 million in the lottery. Would you think that it'd be nice to share some of that with your family? And let me ask you, would your family want to receive it? Well, knowing God is a better gift than the $20 million. So when I share or somebody else shares it and it's received, people become happier and stronger And if you had an opportunity to affect people like that, would you do it? So we've gone in this from I understand, I agree, to however. So we develop a relationship with the person we're speaking to, not just trying to give them our thoughts. Okay, let's go to question number two. If Yeshua is the Messiah... How come we don't have peace on earth? Okay, you probably have heard this question. Um, It's a good question. And so my response would be, that is a really, really good question. It shows me that you know the Bible because you know that when Messiah comes, he is to bring peace. So this is a great question, and I've, I've had this question from lots of people, and so it, it it's really makes sense that you ask this question. And it sounds like it's, it's a question that really, if I were able to answer it well for you, that, that it would really be helpful to you. Is that correct? You know, and then they would say either yes or no, and then I'd say, well— um, this is very true. Uh, you know, just the, the 
there's there doesn't seem to be peace in the world as we look at their crazy turbulent times people are angry they're not in unity and they seem to really lack peace however what we have found is this that scripture talks about receiving a peace that passes all understanding and that peace will guard your heart and your mind. Now, so this is a peace that people don't understand. And it's, it's kind of like being in a storm. Of course, you know, here we are in Florida. We understand hurricanes. But the eye of the storm is peaceful. Everything around it is swirling. But you have peace. And that's really the kind of peace that... Currently, I believe God is offering us. Is that something that you think you would like to have? Now, you might get the urge to talk about Messiah's second coming, bringing peace to the world. But after you make one point, which is personal peace, you should not go to a second point. Because bringing in a second point will lead you into a discussion that doesn't agree with the purpose of what you're trying to do, which is bring them to the Lord. So after your first point about having your own personal peace, ask them, do you have peace in your heart and mind? And if they say maybe, not exactly, ask them if they want that kind of peace because God's offering that peace now. And don't go to the second question. The more questions you bring up, the more discussion you will have. You need to be in control of what is being said and how it's being said so that you can get your point across to the person and not feel that they are controlling everything. Hopefully, this gives you some clarity as to how we would do this. Okay, let me go to a third question, and and this is the question, uh, I'm sure you've heard this in many forms. I don't want to associate with people who are haters, who don't give women a choice with their own bodies. Okay, so we're dealing with the area of abortion, right? And so I would answer this way. Well, you know, I would fully agree with you. I think that every woman should have a choice. In fact, I think men should have choices, too. And as a parent, my children have choices to make. But you know what? If I see that they're going to make a wrong choice... I also have a choice to give my opinion of their choice. And uh, so wouldn't you, I mean, if you have children, don't you do the same thing? Well, um, why do children sometimes make the wrong choice? Now, having asked this question, there, there might be like, I don't know. But if you really think about it, there's only one reason why children make the wrong choice, and it has to do with selfishness. So if they are able to come up with that on their own, 
That's great. But if not, then say, well, you know, like a kid who wants an ice cream now. <laughs> what, what do you think is the reason, uh, that the, the motivation that causes them to say that? And they say instant gratification. They're selfish. They want what they want now. Right. And we, as their authority, guide their choices. Now, God is my authority. So is he yours? And then we focus on whether God is their authority. But if he is, God does similarly. So as an example, in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, he, God says, I call the heavens and the earth to witness about you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Okay. So there is a positive direction that God is calling you and I to do. And as our authority, he's telling us, in general, to choose life. It's not about abortion. It's about just when you have the opportunity of life and death, choose life. And he gives you the reason. He says, so that you and your descendants may live. That makes sense because you know what? If you choose abortion, you don't have that descendant, right? So it's almost like God was anticipating this discussion. And then, you know, I also think of this. Most of us want to follow the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, 13, uh, one of the commandments says, do not murder. Now, murder is a little different than killing. Killing is something that we generally do uh, if we're in a war, that type of thing. But murder is is something you've thought about ahead of time, and you do it with a purpose in mind. So in a sense, when you choose, because you, you know, women and men, but everybody has the right to choose, when you choose to kill whatever you're calling this, whether it's an unborn baby or however you want to term it, when you choose to put out that baby's life in the womb, you have really murdered that baby because the baby had a beating heart. So we know the baby was alive. And so from Adam and Eve to today, murder usually has... A selfish component, just like the children who want what they want, when de dealing with a tough choice, and, and, and look, life and abortion is, we just had somebody in our congregation who wasn't married and got pregnant, and, and she had to make a choice. She had to make a choice. It was a difficult, difficult choice. But she had to make a choice, and she chose life. Now, this is how I believe that both people who feel that women should have the right to abort and the right, and those of us who don't feel that's a right, but this is the kind of discussion that is helpful, 
not the accusatory discussion. So I hope this helps in terms of how to discuss difficult subjects that come up as as we as believers have to feel these things, not just with our knowledge, but we have to have sensitivity. We have to uh, respect the person who... Uh, who came yeah, last week uh, we had two Muslims who came into our service, which was quite interesting and I saw the the younger one writing notes, so I figured she must be in college, and she was sent by her world religion class, which is exactly the case so afterwards, a couple of us spoke to her, and it was her mom who was with her. And we had a wonderful time talking about God and, and Scripture, and we agreed that we would not agree on certain things, but we were going to respect each other. And so I believe they walked out happy, hopefully a little more knowledgeable, but if not, you know, it, it was a good—it was good— and, and we did not create division. Okay. I promised you we'd talk about the fall feasts because you can use these fall feasts to share your faith. Please understand that Jewish people call these, and probably everybody calls this, the Jewish holy days. But that's not correct because they're not Jewish holy days. They're biblical holy days found in Leviticus 23, open to anybody who wants to follow them in, from Scripture. And there are spring holy days and fall holy days. In the spring holy days, they've all been fulfilled. And in the fall holy days, they are yet to be fulfilled. But in Leviticus 23, as you follow these holy days, or what are really called appointed times, the Hebrew is moadim, for feasts, or but it should be really translated appointed times, um, God reveals amazing things to us, his redemptive work through Yeshua, the Messiah. So in the spring, the first four are Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and weeks. And all of them have been fulfilled. The final three are the trumpets, which sometimes are called Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Atonement, and tabernacles. So we know that Passover points to Messiah, our Passover lamb, so that's been fulfilled. Unleavened bread points to Messiah's sinless life, that was fulfilled. We see that first fruits points to Messiah's resurrection, and we know that was fulfilled. And the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, is also a result of Yeshua's death and resurrection, where God pours out his spirit, and the Jewish people also celebrate uh, receiving the Ten Commandments on that day. So the the Word made flesh and the Spirit of God was poured out. These are fulfillments, and so they are fulfilled. So we go to the fall feasts, which we're about to enter into now, these appointed times, and they are yet to be fulfilled. Now, there's a a slight disagreement on what we're going to call the first holy day, which uh, is known as Rosh Hashanah, but it really is called Yom Teruah, the Feast of the Trumpets. That's the biblical name. Um, 
And so we know that uh, the trumpet will sound and the dead will rise in the, in the end of days, right? And uh, the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, uh, will give people, especially Jewish people, I believe, one final opportunity to have their sins atoned for. And then tabernacles or booths uh, or Sukkot in the Hebrew. And here the Lord will tabernacle with his people when he comes back to reign over all the world. Now, that is an oversight. These are broad statements, but at least you get an idea of what we're talking about. Should Christians celebrate these holy days? I really think that's up to you. As Messianic Jews, we definitely celebrate these holy days. But we'll be talking about this over the next few weeks as we talk about the holy days. So how do you use these holy days to share with Jewish people, your friends, your neighbors, your co-worker, your doctor, whomever? So you ask your Jewish friend in your life, do you celebrate the Jewish holy days? Remember, questions, questions, and more questions. Don't tell them what you know. Find out what they believe. Find out what they know. So if they answer, yes, we celebrate the Jewish holy days, ask them why. (laughs) Yeah, why? And they will probably tell you because that's what Jews do. And you say, well, is that a good reason? Um, you know, and, and, but you will understand from their answer how to proceed. You might say, you know, these days, these holy days were given to Israel by God in the Bible. Do you believe that? And they might say yes, or they might say no, because a lot of Jewish people are secular. So if they say no... Or even if they say yes, but especially if they say no, say, okay, where'd they come from? <laughs> where'd the Jewish holy days come from? Enlighten me. Now, they might say, well, um, look, it's just like being Jewish. I'm Jewish because my parents are Jewish and my grandparents are Jewish. I say, well, that's, that's great. That, now I understand why you think you're Jewish and why you should celebrate the holy days. But where did it start? The starting had to be with God and Scripture. Without God and Scripture, you're not Jewish, and we don't have holy days. Can we agree on that? Okay. You get the sense of, of, of this type of thing? Questions, when you ask questions, you get enough information so you know how to answer respectfully, but answer with, with some strength. And... Um, So it's important to get people to start thinking. Um, Explain how you, uh, you know, you ask them to explain why do you celebrate Rosh Hashanah? What does it mean? How come there's a difference? They won't know that Yom Teruah because they don't read the Bible, most of them. So they think Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year because that's what it means when the head of the year is actually in April right around Passover time, biblically. But these are all things that you can get to when you ask lots of questions. You know, why do you celebrate Yom Kippur? 
Kippur. What do you think about sin? How is your sin atoned for? Generally, Jews don't have a concept of sin. Or you can that will lead into heaven and hell. You can talk about Daniel twelve one and two, which says multitudes will sleep in the dust of the earth and, and uh, will awake some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. You know, so there's so much to talk about in these holy days. You know, my time is up. We're going to talk more about the holy days next week. Just if you'd like to have a calendar of the fall feast so that you can invite your Jewish friends to our services, our special services, uh, please uh, do so. We would love for you to get the, uh, we'll email it to you right away. We also have tickets. You say, why tickets? Well, Jewish people expect tickets uh, to the uh, synagogue. So email um just call Karen at 813-831-5673. We'll email you those right away. Love to see you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord be your first priority. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.